Welcome to the FitMind Podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Joy, certified personal trainer, fitness nutrition specialist, and mindset junkie. In this podcast, I'll be bringing you episodes that will help you get out of your own head to start seeing the change you want in your fitness journey and in the rest of your life. Because when you shape your mind, you shape your life. Now, let's get into today's episode. Not sure what or how much to eat to reach your goals or feel like you've been dieting forever? Well, you're not alone. Nutrition is the biggest struggle for most people, probably due to the fact that we've been given so much horrible information about what and how much we should be eating, constantly bombarded with a new diet, promising to excel your fat loss. And while overconsumption is an issue for some, more often than not, I see women under eating. Most of my female clients come to me under eating. We as women, I feel like, tend to fall into this dieting pattern. Women trying to diet for years on end seems to be more common than not. Some starting dieting as early as high school or junior high, which is crazy to think about. So my question for you is, how long have you been dieting for? I think the first diet that I tried to do was in high school, but I got into it more like on and off in college trying different ones, seeing what I could do. I really wanted to lose weight, but I was clueless when it came to nutrition at that point. And I was eating mostly highly processed foods, only paying attention to calories, not nutrients. I had no idea what that meant. I ate a lot of 100 calorie packs, microwave lunches like Lean Cuisines, and I tried the low-fat diets, the super low-calorie diets. Those were like all the rage when I was in college. It was all about calories. I mean, you know the 100 calorie packs. You know what I'm talking about. Like I lived off of those and lean cuisines because I thought that's what was healthy and what was going to help me lose weight, even though I really didn't need to. But it's interesting how as women, we try to avoid consuming too much because we fear gaining weight, while men are completely opposite with this typically, in fear losing weight and that they're not consuming enough. And I think a big part of this is because we're marketed to our insecurities always. Everything that we see is marketed to some type of insecurity that we have. Men, it's buy these supplements to bulk up and consume more. And women, it's follow this diet to lose weight or consume this thing to help you lose fat. And it can be hard to break away from that mindset of having to always lose weight and having to be in a diet because we're always seeing these things that are speaking to our insecurities. But I want to address a common misconception which goes along with how much you're consuming and sometimes we think that we must be eating enough because we're not losing the weight we want. So we're not losing weight so we must be consuming enough because if we weren't eating enough then we would just be losing a ton of weight. So how come we could be eating low calorie and not eating enough under eating and not losing weight? Well, let's break this down. To lose weight, you must be in a calorie deficit, which means consuming less than you're burning. So including the energy that it takes to keep your body functioning, your daily movement, your exercise. So there has to be an energy imbalance. And then your body is going to adapt to being in a constant calorie deficit over time. So even if you start in a calorie deficit and you're starting to see results, if you stay there, your body is going to adapt to it. 
If it didn't, you would just keep losing weight until you couldn't function anymore, and your body is going to keep you alive and well, so it adapts over time, making that deficit your new maintenance, and maintenance being what you would need to maintain your body weight. So every time you diet for a substantial amount of time, you're telling your body that food is scarce and not easily accessible. So this slows down your metabolic rate, so you keep from starving, so your body's trying to keep you alive. And on an evolutionary level, this makes complete sense, because if we didn't have food readily available to us, our bodies would want to keep us alive, so it adapts to the circumstances. And also for women, our goal, evolutionarily speaking, was to be healthy and able to birth a child. So our bodies can become very efficient with calories. And efficient meaning it can do more with less, which if you're trying to survive with with a limited amount of food, that's great. But if you're living in a modern society where food is plentiful and you're also trying to lose weight, not as beneficial. Which is why you could be under eating and still not losing weight. Your body has adapted to what you've been giving it. Make sense? Okay, good. So what gets us to the point of under eating in the first place? Well, probably numerous factors, but in my opinion or what I see most often are a couple common triggers. One is constant dieting. Someone who's been trying to lose weight for years and cutting calories has been their go-to, leading to eating less and less, even if their diet wasn't consistent and they've yo-yoed on and off for years, they've just always been dieting, always been trying to eat less. Number two is a diet plan or tracker app told you what you should be consuming and that was way lower than what you should actually be consuming. I think that some diets or nutrition plans can be really helpful to teach what food you should be looking for, how to fill up your plate, teach you portion size, like the ones that come with a lot of fitness programs, but Where they go wrong a lot of times is cutting way too much and it's not individualized. Many of them are so freaking low for what they recommend. And of course, yes, if you follow it, you're going to get good results. And that's kind of their MO is to get you results so you keep coming back. But it's really not the best option for many people. And also, it's not teaching you how to figure it out for you specifically. Okay, because everyone's going to be very different depending on what you've been doing, how much you've been eating, and just really everything that makes you you. So I also love using a tracker like MyFitnessPal as a tool when I want to pay closer attention to what I'm eating. But honestly, like get the fuck out with the 1200 calorie recommendations that I see it give all the freaking time for weight loss. And like, that's so freaking low. So don't pay attention to what it gives you for calories. If it's something that you, if you use an app like MyFitnessPal, don't really pay attention to that. You need to figure out what's going to work best for you. I've covered how to figure this out in past episodes, but yeah. So those are issues that I see and that lead to people under eating in the first place as well. So diet plans and tracker apps. Number three is... You're not adjusting calories to match exercise. So say you start a new exercise routine or increase your intensity in your workouts or even add in more activity without adjusting your calories. So if you add more activity and you're doing more, you're going to need to consume more. So that is another thing that can lead to under eating. Number four is a misconception that as females, we need to eat a tiny amount of food, which 
I feel like everything I see is suggesting between 1,200 and 1,500 calories to lose weight. I'm seeing more and more like more healthy recommendations more recently, but I see the 1,200 to 1,500 calories to lose weight all the time, which is not a lot of food, especially if you're active. And again, everyone is different, but for the majority of people, if you are active, that's not a lot of food. I feared eating more than that for so long because that is all I saw. And I thought 2,000 calories was super high, like that a grown man that was trying to build muscle was eating 2,000 calories. And that if I got anywhere near that, that I would gain a bunch of weight. And it's funny because now I eat well over 2,000 calories. Actually, 2,000 calories is usually a lower day for me right now with what where I'm at with my training and activity and um, after reverse dieting for a while. Again, everyone is different, but that misconception gets us into these really low-calorie habits as well. Number five is you're never hungry. So you don't eat and you underconsume. This could be for a few reasons. A couple common ones being that you've been low calorie for so long that your body has adapted to, to that, like I mentioned before, and you're just really never hungry. Or you're a busy body and you're used to running around from one thing to the next without eating, whether you're a mom, a boss lady, or both, or really just tend to forget to eat. This can definitely cause under eating as well as not feeling hungry. Or even if you do get hungry, you figure out or you'll figure that you'll eat later because you have other things to do. So it's not the top of your priority list. If that's you, then that's something that could be leading to under eating in the first place as well. So if any of these are sounding familiar to you, then I want to cover some signs that you may not be consuming enough calories. These are some of the top signs that you may be under eating. One of them is you are always tired. One of the most obvious symptoms is constantly feeling fatigued. Your body gets energy from calories and nutrients in the food that you consume. So from the most basic functions like breathing to walking to exercise even, your body needs proper fuel to provide energy for you. The amount will vary person to person, but if you're always feeling fatigued, this could be a sign that you're not getting enough food or nutrients. Next sign is poor sleep. While overeating can cause issues with sleep, so can extreme dieting and undereating. If you've ever gone to bed hungry, you know how hard it can be to fall asleep. But constantly undereating can also make it hard to stay asleep and can lead to a reduction in deep sleep, which is really when your body rests and repairs the most. So that deep sleep is really, really important. Not getting enough quality sleep can also lead to weight gain which I cover in episode 23, where I talk about all the stuff that goes on with sleep and rest. And uh, if you want more information on that, go listen to episode 23. Another sign is that you're always cold. Your body needs a sufficient level of calories to maintain a healthy temperature. If you're always cold, even indoors, in a temperature that's like regulated, that could be a sign that you're not getting enough calories. Next is you're moody. Let's be real. We've all experienced hanger. You know what that's like. But if little things are starting to set you off or you feel irritable for no reason all the time, this could be due to undereating. Long stints of low calorie eating has been linked to irritability and moodiness. 
and it could be due to the impact that hunger has on serotonin, a drop in blood glucose, or the brain needing adequate fuel for mood regulation, or really all of the above. Either way, we know that prolonged calorie cutting can lead to mood disturbances. Another sign is you're either never hungry or you're chronically hungry. Hunger is a clear sign that you need to eat. Obviously, we all know that. But what's not so obvious is that never being hungry can also be a sign. So again, if your body has adapted to really low calorie eating and you're never hungry, that could also be a sign. And lastly, for the top signs, there are clearly more, is poor performance in the gym. Your weight loss is stalling is one sign, but beyond your weight, your performance and strength in your workouts is another. If you feel like your performance in the gym has stalled or even gotten worse, or you're feeling weaker, not able to complete the same amount of work, less endurance, etc., it could be due to the fact that you're not getting enough adequate fuel for your workouts. Obviously, these signs and signals could be due to other factors too, but they are something to pay attention to, especially if you're already thinking you may be on the side of undereating. You also don't need to have all of them or any of them, but these are the most common signals. If you're like me, you're like Kylie. This is all well and good, but what the heck should I be shooting for? You want numbers, right? It's good to understand how your body is feeling, but how the heck do you know what you should be eating or about how much? Well, beyond these signals, let's walk through some mathematical ways to figure out if you're under eating and get an idea of how much you should be consuming. The first step in this, in figuring out how much you should be consuming, is to find your maintenance calories, which are the total calories required to maintain your body weight. So much plays a role in this, including your body composition, your height, weight, genetics, stress, how active you are in your regular daily life, and so much more. So the best way to find your current maintenance calories is to track your food for a week. Weigh, measure, and log it into an app like MyFitnessPal. And again, don't pay attention to the calories it suggests for you, or even adjust your eating just because you're tracking. Eat how you normally would, and assuming that your weight has stayed about the same, and you're tracking what you typically consume, that would be about where your maintenance level is. So the average that you get for the week, that's about your maintenance calories. Once you know your individual maintenance level, it's time to find your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure. This is the amount of calories you burn in a day, which is your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, your calories that you need to keep your body functioning at rest. So like breathing and all your internal organ functions, stuff like that, plus your activity level. So the TDEE is your BMR plus your activity level. Use an online TDEE calculator to find an average amount of calories burned for someone your height, age, weight, and activity level. This will not be exact for you because so many other factors play a role like I just mentioned, but it will give you a good general idea. And just a note, If you are anything like me, I know you're going to be tempted to jump onto Google, find a calculator, and see where your number falls, but I highly, highly recommend holding off until you track. That way, it doesn't play any role in your tracking in what you're consuming, even though you don't think it will, it will. So don't pay attention to that. Don't Google it. Don't figure it out until you've tracked. But once you've tracked and then gotten your 
TDEE calculation, it's time to compare them to see if you fall in a healthy range. So for example, if your maintenance you find is around 1,500 calories and the calculator calculates around 2,500 calories and you're also experiencing some of the symptoms that I mentioned, then you're probably going to know that you're under eating and you can start to make some adjustments, okay? But lastly, listen to your body. It will be your best coach. This is the most important piece since everyone's bodies and needs are different. Pay attention to how you're feeling. If you're constantly low energy, irritable, always hungry, can't concentrate, been dieting consistently and can't lose weight, don't sleep well, you're cold a lot, any of those could be signs that you're under eating. So pay attention to how you're feeling. And then make small shifts by either adding in some snacks or increasing some portion sizes in your meals and then see how you feel. Your body's going to be the best coach for you when you listen and pay attention to it. So if you want sustainable weight loss, if you want to keep losing the weight or lose the weight and keep it off, and more importantly, you want to be healthy and feel good in the process, you should get yourself to a place where you're able to take in an adequate amount of calories and maintain your weight before you do any type of dieting. So don't just jump into a diet if you're already eating low calorie or if you have no idea what you're eating for calories, that's the first step. It's not going to be enjoyable or sustainable or good for your body if you're trying to cut calories where you're already at a low calorie level. In other words, earn the right to diet dieting or eating super low calorie to lose weight shouldn't be something that has to go on for years on end and it shouldn't be something that actually goes on for months on end either. You should be able to get yourself to a place where you're eating a healthy amount of calories to sustain um, your energy, your activity level, and everything that you're doing. Like I said, most people that come to me come to me under eating. That's right, they're not eating enough to be able to lose weight effectively. And you need to be eating enough to lose weight effectively, especially long-term. So in this case, our first order of business is slowly increasing their intake and improving their metabolism in order to help long-term fat loss. So if you're currently at a place where you're consuming very low calorie, I would not recommend dieting. I recommend working with a coach that can help you find the right amounts, help you possibly reverse diet, and help you find what will work best for you as far as nutrition goes. This is what I do with both my one-on-one training that includes exercise, so a full workout plan for your needs, nutrition, and mindset, or with my one-on-one nutrition, which is just focused on nutrition. I'll link the information for both of those in the show notes, or if you want to dive deeper into the actual nutrients that you're consuming or have any concerns with potential nutrient deficiencies or anything like that, highly recommend going to a nutritionist or dietitian that can help you with that. Either way, I hope this walkthrough was helpful for you. Thank you for listening to The Fit Mind. If you found this or any of the other episodes helpful, please take a minute to share this podcast with a friend or leave a five-star review. It only takes a minute and is a huge help for me and helps support the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening in. I'll catch you on the next episode.